Hi everyone, welcome back to Turf and Tarmac, the SECU official podcast with me, Rachel, and our host, Callum. This season on Turf and Tarmac, we've been speaking to some of Scotland's top riders from across the motorsport disciplines to find out a bit about their riding experiences and their favourite moments of their sporting career. This week on the podcast, we're joined by Ashley Robson. Ashley is a road racer uh, who races in the Formula 600 Championship and the Scottish Championships. She has had a very similar career path to what most road racers in Scotland have um, and, you know, starting off in mini motos and working her way up through the classes. So um, it gives a really good insight as to what it's like racing in Scotland and we hope you enjoy the interview. So welcome back to Tough and Tarmac, the SECU podcast. This week's guest is Ashley Robson. How are you, Ashley? I'm fine, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not bad at all, thank you. Uh, Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, what discipline you ride in and how you got started here? Okay, um, so I am obviously Ashley Robson. I'm 23 and I raced in the Formula 600s in the Scottish Championship. Um, so I've done that for uh, this season and um, bit of last season, obviously, with COVID and everything, it was kind of cut short. Um, yeah, spend most of my time when I'm not racing um, PTing people because I'm a personal trainer. So that keeps me busy as well. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you get started in road racing then? What was your, how did you first get, get going? Um, well, it was initially my older brother. He got a mini bike when we were younger. I must have been about seven. Um, and we've got like a big out of use like railway line that's all grass. And basically I had a shot of it on there and that was it. I needed my own. <laughs> so badgered, badgered my parents to get one. Got the mini bike and then we did some like mini bikes and many crossers as well like the 50 cc's and went on that and then I think I was about eight or nine before I actually maybe 10 before I started actually racing in the Scottish mini moto championship and just kind of went from there you know up to the 125s 400s 600s so yeah yeah that's pretty good did did you did you like take to it right away or was it something you had to work at or what was your like Um, definitely something I had to work at because when we started um, it was definitely more mini, the mini crossers. So the habit of like sticking your foot out, it, it doesn't go very well on a mini bike. So learning to, you know, um, corner and everything. Um, but it's really, it, no, kind of after that, after maybe a couple of sessions on there, it was just go, 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 what out all the time. So Yeah, that's it. That's it. I think it's quite cool as well too, because most of the guests we've had on have started off on like, you know, mini motos or like mini crossers. Mm-hmm. Like today, um, and it's quite, it's quite cool that, I say it literally every single episode, but most people have done more than one of the disciplines. Like it's not just you don't yeah. do road racing or just do motocross. Like Everybody kind of mm-hmm. crosses over. It's pretty cool. Um, so yeah. moving on from that, then what you know your first few seasons in mini bike racing because obviously I know you raced with Macintosh mini motos. So yeah, how did that go for you? Oh, feels like so long ago. <laughs> um, it went all right. Um, as far as you know, I remember we did. You know, we did quite well. You know, racing that like Lark Hall and Cart Start when it was up at Aberdeen. So, so for, for a while ago and Kirkcaldy and stuff, uh, it went too well. Um, it, it, yeah, it was enjoyable. No, no championship wins in the mini bikes, but you know, definitely um, built up to what we've we've achieved. You know, as I got older, so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like the Aberdeen carts, that would have been a godsend for, for you guys because, you know, the closest oh, yeah. is what not kill and it's still like a three hour drive or something away. Yeah, about two, I think we're about two hours to not kill. So Aberdeen was nice when we were younger. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
So uh, moving up from Many Motos then, what was the next step after Many Motos? Was it straight on to 125? Yeah, up to 125s. Um, we did do a bit of, we had a bit of fun on a 110 motocross bike. Um, and then it was on to the 125s. And we we used to use a, like a little private road down by our beach and basically could barely touch the ground at the time. Uh, trying to, you know, to start, do the wee starts on the 125 and everything. And then it was off to do our license at Knock Hill. So, yeah, that was the next step for us. Yeah, that's it. And what what um, club did you join at first? Because obviously to get your licence, to get to that stage, you need to join a club. So did you join the Melbourne um, Not Kill Club? Do you remember? It was Not Kill first. Yeah, Not Kill was our first. Um, and then we joined Mel- Melville along the way. Um, so no, it was good doing it through them to start with. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, then, I think, um, you know, for people listening, a lot of people would probably find, like, I, I usually take the, the licenses. I usually take people out to do their license. And, uh, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of people beforehand, when they ask questions, they seem to think it's, like, this big deal and it's really, really, like, nerve-wracking and all that kind of stuff. Oh, but yeah. It's, you know, you've got a little classroom bit before it um, to get mm-hmm. to the next stage, which is getting on the track. And once you're on the track, you literally just need to show that you're safe and that's, that's about it. It's not like... It's not like a road test, isn't it? You don't need to do like a figure. Yeah. Oh, you, you definitely work yourself up for it. You're like, oh my god, oh my god, am I going to pass? And it's like, as soon as your helmet's on, it's like, oh, you're fine. It's yeah, okay. that's it. That's it. Um, so one, two, five. How did that go? You know, that was kind of it's the kind of start of everybody's career. Um, right. It's pretty. It's pretty exciting when you're a youngster, isn't it? Pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, it was good. I mean, obviously starting out in the one, two, fives, quite small. It was a bit of a a struggle usually started quite at the back of the grid to start off with and then and um, we're slightly on I think we're on the older style Aprilia 125 um and then gained confident confidence on that and then we moved on to like the super team spec ones um virus 125 so hopped on one of them I think it was must have been after my first year in the 125s or maybe a couple of months through um hopped on one of them and it was just great amazing couldn't fall it <laughs> as far as one two fives go um got novice of the year and i think that was what 2012 maybe and then a championship at not kill um in 2013 so yeah it was it was successful so it's good yeah that's it i think um you know like you had a uh, robin Lindsay's old bike didn't you so your bike was yeah yeah robin we got hers that's right that's it i remember that um so you know, like, what's it? What was the feeling like as a youngster? I mean, you know, two thousand and twelve. You must have been what 12, 13 years old. Like, what was the yeah? What was the feeling like of racing as a, a young a young woman more than more than anything? It must have been a quite a like a you, you. There's not very many girls in our sport. Mm-hmm. You know, quite a sad. Yeah. Thing. It must have been quite a cool thing for you to be like novice of the year and all that, and and your kind of first year. Yeah, it was great. It was exciting. I mean, oh, I mean, we worked hard, but it was. You know, exciting. You never really, obviously, there's not many females racing, but because you kind of like grow up in the mini bikes, it's all kind of like mostly guys and stuff. You don't really notice that it's not, you know, it's not like you're any less better than them kind of thing. Like you, you kind of all on the same playing field, and you know, you can do is just as good as them. So you know, it was exciting, and everyone's nervous when they first start, but once you're on the track, it kind of goes away, and you're focused on that. So no, it was it was really good. Um, had a really good start to the racing so it's nice going through like from one to fives i know what your next step was obviously but through the one to five mm-hmm. what was 
like some of the challenges that you faced through there because obviously the one two fives are quite temperamental bikes and you know it's quite, yeah. it's a difficult thing to get used to like if, mm-hmm. not, if like obviously if you've started off and you work your way up it's you, you do get used yeah. to it eventually but it's a very difficult thing to get your head around at first a two-stroke I think mm-hmm. oh absolutely yeah um just practice I mean we did practice run after practice run up, up um in areas where we had space up here and um I mean you know getting used to the clutch I mean my starts I think only recently my starts have gotten better you know getting off that line is a bit of a struggle sometimes when you're you're first starting out um and obviously very temperamental I can say I've seized a few engines in my day (laughs) especially on the 125s um so it took a a couple tumbles but just dust it off and and get back on you know I'm lucky that you know my dad helped fix the bikes or did most of the fixing and you know I did a good job of it so yeah, you just got to keep at it and be be careful with it at the same time. That's it, so, that's it. Um, one thing that I've actually not asked any of the rest of the guests, which is probably quite an mm-hmm. important thing to add in for any parents who are listening, who are considering mm-hmm. you know, the, the challenges of bike racing whilst their kids are still at school. I mean, both yeah. you and I raced bikes, you know, competitively and we're still, you know, at school full time. Like it, it's, yeah. for me anyway, it was a thing that, you could juggle all right if you were if you were committed enough to both of them then it was no yeah. problem at all and um, what do you think yeah I think like you say if you're smart about it and you know you know you have a race weekend coming up do your do your homework earlier um you know just you gotta keep on top of it and our race weekend is a race weekend you know focus on that and kind of you know get get your work done beforehand and just just you know it's about scheduling it if if it's something you really want to do then you're going to make it work so um I don't know about your school but my school were like yeah that's great go ahead you know yeah, um my school <coughs> and I think that as well that it teaches kids you know occasionally sometimes it can be obviously the opposite but I think it's yeah. very important to teach kids about how to lose and stuff like that as well because you're not going to win mm-hmm. weekend. you're going to have good weekends and bad weekends oh yeah you yeah. know being being able to not win or you know not achieve your goals and then learn how to deal with that I think that's such a good life lesson and I know that it's definitely helped me through through my life oh so. absolutely yeah you're not always you're not, not going to win everything you know it, it takes time and you're not just going to go out there and be the best right off the bat so you know it takes take practice and you got to take that into everything you know you do in life you know you're not always going to be the best straight off if you work at it then you're you'll get there yeah that's it that's it and I think as well that um you know like as as a youngster and you know growing up um, mm-hmm. with the racing it almost I, I'm trying to like articulate what I'm trying to say here it almost teaches you a bit of like compassion as well if you know what I mean I don't think that's the right word but you know like when you if you for instance you lose then you're mm-hmm. never really bitter about it I mean it's, it's not really a thing in the motorsport world you know what I mean if you lose then you shake your yeah. and beat his hand and you know like it that. humbles you yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah absolutely and I think that that's such a good thing as well because um you know not not in any other particular sport but you do see some people who are you know if they do lose or if they don't get what they want and they're stomping around and you know having, yeah. having tantrums and obviously I think when you're a kid it's so easy to do that and our sport mm-hmm. as well and um, it's not the first time that I've, I would have been kicking the gravel and you know jumping up yeah you've got to learn to put that ego aside don't you and and you know it, at the end of the day you know if you gave it your all you gave it your all just it wasn't enough at that point and you know you'll get it next time that's it leave leave your ego in the toolbox that's the thing mm-hmm. leave your ego yeah. 
Um, so then moving on from one to fives, you then moved on to 400s, is that right? Yeah, Formula 400s. Um, we did a couple couple seasons on the 400. It, oh, love the 400. Coming from the one to fives to the 400, it feels like you're going a million miles an hour. It feels so much faster. And, you know, the bike, not as temperamental, but enjoyable, some good racing. Uh, we had, I think there was one season where the bike and I just didn't get along very well and we both did a couple cartwheels each but um you know I think after that was out the system we found the limit and you know that's where we came away with a 400 championship um win so yeah it was definitely a good experience enjoyed it a lot that must have been some feeling you know like winning winning a championship at, at that kind of level you know the not yeah. championships are so competitive and it's, mm -hmm. it must be such a good feeling to you know, it, and I, I'm not making a big point in this, but you know, as as a girl, it must be mm -hmm. because you know you you know it's it's not just because you're a girl that you've won type thing. You know what I mean? Or it's not. Yeah. You, you beat everybody, and it must have been mm -hmm. such a a cool yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's good because it's, it's such a common question I get. It's like, oh, like like what are the other girls like? Like they assume you're in a class of females, but I'd be like no it's you know you're in with the guys and sometimes you're even the only girl on the grid um it's not it's and they're like oh you, you compete with the guys and things you're like yeah you know give as good as you get kind of thing and I think what made that win sweeter is it was like full 18 out of 18 wins like finished the whole season no hiccups it was it definitely made it good worth worth worthwhile you know going through those cartwheels beforehand to to come away with that so yeah no it's it was good that's one thing as well, I think, about, you know, about crashing. You know, crashing seems this big, scary thing that, you know, mm -hmm. it, bike racing sometimes is labelled as, like, a really dangerous sport. And it, there's no denying that it's, of course, a dangerous sport. But I yeah. think as well that I know myself, like, you know, you, you learn from crashes more than you do from winning, I think, sometimes. Um, oh, definitely. And I think that when you learn how to crash, the wins become a wee bit even sweeter because you tend mm -hmm. to push on that wee bit more and things like that. I think I've... Crashing is such like a, a kind of big bad thing that everybody's scared of. But yeah. it's it's not something that everybody should like. Motorbike racing shouldn't be labelled as a really dangerous sport because yeah, if you to think about the amount of races that you finished this time to the amount of races that you crashed out of the, the yeah. are just crazy, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean sometimes it's a fluke. You push too hard, you you know yourself that sometimes you push a bit too hard, and you know you, you learn from that. You know not to do that again and. You know, you, you ride a bit smoother as well and you find um, better ways to move around the track for you and that work well. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's it. So moving on again. So what, what was the next steps in your career after the 400 championship? Um, next step. So we doubled up. We did um, the lightweight class again with a super twin. And we also raced in the Formula 600s on a Triumph 675. Um, so that was that was a busy year jumping between both classes, but definitely um, hopping on that twin, it definitely pushed you on a bit more um, after being on that six. So yeah, we I think we finished top ten in the six hundreds after that, and then I can't remember what we did on the twin. We did a couple rounds, but it was it was good. Um, finding the balance between both bikes it was it was good fun and kept us busy throughout the year um and just kind of helped with you know endurance um for longer races that we're looking to do you know in the future so no it was good 
this won't be out until after this coming weekend. So yeah. you know, I don't know we're kind of skipping forward with that, but you know, talking mm-hmm. about endurance, why don't you speak about what you're doing this weekend? This weekend, um, making my way down to Owen Park for a the BSB got a wild card entry for the junior super sport class, so that's that's exciting. Um, quite quite a big step for us. So we'll we'll see how it goes. You know, get in the the mix a bit and see see how how we do. But no, really looking forward to it. What's the you know what's what's the goals for this then? You know, the goals for going forward in the the BSB championship, like for obviously just for the weekend. What's the have you got any goals going forward or are you just gonna go down and see see what happens? Um going down and see what happens. Um we definitely wanna, you know, do more racing down south um next year, whether that's with Thunder Sport or or BSB, we'll we'll kind of see how we go. Um but we're also looking to do the roads. Um, so a lot of a lot some of the people in the BSB and things venture over to Ireland and stuff. Um, so just you know we've got a lot to learn still, as everyone does. You know you learn something new from everybody. So going down there, seeing the setup, and you know how they go about doing things, it's just just looking forward to gaining a bit more knowledge and being with some you know quick. Um, you know they'll be quicker down there. <laughs> we've not been to that track what twice. And that was maybe a couple of years ago now. So we'll be definitely learning a lot over, over the weekend anyway. So. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's one of the things as well, that because you've been there previously, I mean, you know, you've, mm-hmm. not, got the, you've not got the learning the track, you've got the learning the bike and then learn yeah. that bike for that track because, it, you know, you can go to the same track twice on two different bikes and you need to ride it completely different. Totally different. Yeah, yeah, you're so, right. So it's, we've been there on a 400 one maybe once before yeah once before so i'm hoping i'll hop on their 400 and we'll 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 get on we'll gel quite well with each other but you know anything could happen but we're we're looking for a good good race weekend so. yeah that's it that's it so going back on to the, the kind of timeline of your racing career so you've mm-hmm. jumped onto the 600 and the twin um yeah you've spoken a bit about that where does the road racing thing come in so when did you first get your first taste of road racing um we did oliver's mount uh a couple of years ago now maybe two three years ago um it's always something i want to do is road racing i've watched you know the tt and like armoy the irish roads and it's just something i've always kind of wanted to do it's i went over to the manx newcomers when i was 17 and um, at that point i was too young but they accepted me for the newcomers anyway um but um, went over, you know, they showed you the track, they took you around and it was like, you know, you get that feeling, that like excitement, the adrenaline running. It was just, yeah, it's something I've really wanted to do. So we did Oliver's Mount to get a wee taste of it and it was great. I mean, difficult, so different to to race on a track, um, but it was really good. Um, and then obviously with between injury and covid and things you know our, our plans last year were kind of put on hold for the the road racing and so hopefully you know next year we're, we're looking to do a bit more of that and yeah be good yeah absolutely i mean well you know like watching it on tv i've i watch oliver's mount every single time it's on tv and it's one of those ones mm-hmm. where i've always thought i uh, like it looks it looks so like small like so thin like it's so tight it's unreal yeah coming down you come down like on the tv it looks like somewhat flat um but coming into that really tight hairpin um 
you come and down this hill so fast and then you just like squeeze around you're on the brakes <laughs> pretty hard and then squeezing around to miss the grass or you're going to kick it up and it is it's a quite quite a tight circuit <laughs> It looks, like, it looks like such good fun as well, though. I mean, especially, you know, for, for the bikes, it's not so bad. For something like the sidecars, like, you can hardly mm -hmm. get two abreast. Like, that's how tight it is, isn't it? Like, some... Yeah, it's amazing how they actually make it round um, so well. But again, it takes, takes practice. They've probably been doing it quite a while, but no, it's a, it's a good, good, good experience anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, we spoke, you spoke a little bit there about how kind of COVID had, you know, put mm -hmm. Put, put the brakes on that a little bit and um, yeah you know work going through covid you know as a pt and stuff like that it must have been so difficult and mm -hmm. um, you know that whole you know nine months or whatever it ended up being must have been mm -hmm. such a difficult time for you yeah it was pretty difficult i mean <clears throat> we did like we kind of transferred the business online and um, the gym i work out of you know we did online classes and things like that and tried to do your online PTs and then when we were allowed to do kind of outdoor PT sessions obviously living in Scotland it wasn't ideal <laughs> with rain or snow or whatever weather we were getting that day um but we kind of like chipped away at it and then obviously towards the end of the year things started opening up and we we're able to do classes and stuff but yeah definitely you know it took a hit on I think it took a hit on a lot of people and it was very much a struggle but you know we're back to it now and busier than ever <laughs> yeah that's Just it kidding. that's it you know it's, it must be something as well you know I know personally I've I've only just got a PT this year and you know I managed yeah. to take those loads and loads away and you know mm -hmm. I can actually um you know we'd done the wild card at BSB and you know the second race I actually managed to go through the full race first race I got arm pumped because I got excited and you know, I was up in like, yeah I saw the post yeah up, up in like 13th place and I was like oh this is going really 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 good <laughs> I was only like 13 laps into a 24 lap race so yeah hold on for dear life yes this is amazing that, that's it exactly so so yeah it was um it must be something really really good for you because you'll be able to know exactly how to train to go bike racing whereas I've just got my PT this year and he's pushed me so so hard you know yeah is it something you can do yourself or do you also need that we can of push from someone else I think everybody needs that we push from someone else um you know it's, it's sometimes you know it's hard to find the motivation yourself uh, you need that extra but we train with like the other pts and things we train with each other and but for the most part yeah um <clears throat> i managed to get on get on quite well myself um so yeah it's it's mix a mix depends on how i'm feeling but um at the moment i haven't had to employ one of the other pts so <laughs> keep that money for myself for now <laughs> that's it that's it um so you know, going forward from after COVID, like you say, last year was a bit of a washout, wasn't it? It wasn't mm. much to do. Yeah. How's your year went this year? Um, it's been okay so far. I mean, obviously, the end of last year, um, the races at Notkill um, had a, a little off, giving me a couple injuries to come back from. Um, well, when, so... you say, when you say a little off, it wasn't really a little off, wasn't it? Not? Okay. It was a little bigger than a little, but we didn't realise how bad I was injured till we actually, you know, took the trip to any, um, you know, breaking breaking the pelvis in three places and it's, you know, a little, little bit of internal bleeding, nothing, nothing major. <laughs> um, so. To be fair, I mean, it's, it's pretty mental, like you say, you know, you, you left the track walking and, you know, you were just feeling a little bit sore and you got to any and you must have had some shock when they told you what you'd actually done to yourself. 
Yeah, well, they reckoned, because my shoulder was pretty swollen, so they'd reckoned I'd maybe broken my collarbone. Um, but because, like like you say, I walked off the track, walked into med centre, walked out again, um, they were like, oh, it's probably just muscle. And I was like, okay, no, no worries. He came back and the doctor was like, you know, good news, you've not broken your collarbone. I was like, awesome. He's like, but you have broken your pelvis. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Come again? Um, so, yeah, that that got me a, a nice um, stay in major trauma for a week and a bit and then down in a general ward for a week. Um, yeah, it was, you know, once that adrenaline wears off, you know, the, the pain kicks in a little bit. <laughs> adrenaline is such an amazing thing, isn't it? It's like one of those things that's so underrated. It's the most oh, yeah. underrated thing ever. Um, you know, you can literally get through whole weekends running on adrenaline if you've got a bad injury. Um, Absolutely. Even with a broken pelvis, you manage to, you know walk home and you know literally get home and then go to any I just think it's mental yeah well I mean we weren't even gonna go we were kind of like oh do we go to Dunfermline and just pop in just see if we're okay but then we're like oh we'll nip to Dundee on the way home and yeah I ended up staying there a wee while, <laughs> a wee while. um yeah and then obviously recovery was quite well fairly long um you know getting to walking and stuff again because of where the break was and then after that, it was the shoulder because I'd separated my AC joint. Um, so that was a bit of a, a pain itself, but just trying to, you know, keep on top of it, do the exercises we can. And, you know, it's not probably not totally fighting fit when we started the season. Um, you definitely like fatigue hit pretty quickly, um, especially on the shoulder. Um, but as the season's gone on, you know, we've, we've dealt with it and, you know it's, it's somewhat getting better Um, we've had you know recently the cortisone injections or steroid injection and in to see if that um, kind of sorts out and takes away a lot of the the pain that we feel most of the time and um, so hopefully you know get back into proper gym in it and next year will be even a better season for us so yeah that's it I mean you know like even when you came back, you were having some bike troubles and things like that. You know, it's, it wasn't, it's not yeah. really been plain sailing for you this year. Plain sailing. No, no, the, geez, this, the 600 was not, was not our friend at the start of this, this season, you know, whether it was the battery um, kind of letting out or, you know, not getting gears, the quick shifter, having like not working properly and just oh, all sorts of bits and bobs. But so part of racing, you know, it happens as rubbish as it is, but it is what it is. We all have bad, bad seasons or bad starts to the seasons. You just got to keep going with it. And once you get those kind of um, sorted out, all the our, all the issues ironed out, then, you know, you're, you're going for gold. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll be back next season on maybe a, a different bike. We'll see. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, like that, that's actually something I was going to say. You know, going to this weekend down to BSB, although the yeah. competition is so much more difficult and, you know, mm -hmm. it's a physical track, you're actually moving down onto a 400. So it might not just be quite as like physical upper body wise. So you might find yeah. that it might be not so bad as what the 600 was. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, we didn't, the 600, you didn't have to wrestle around too much, but obviously not killing you know yourself. It's super hilly, especially that reverse direction. That was, you know, definitely put, put me through my paces. 
and the shoulder anyway. But yeah, I think the 400 will be a little bit easier on me with with that. Um, and you know, it's not too, it shouldn't be too strenuous. I think we'll we'll, we'll manage okay with the the four. And but we'll you know we won't know what we till we get down there. We'll see we'll see how we do. Yeah, um, that's it. That's it. Obviously, it's going to be such an experience. You're racing at BSB mm-hmm. is. It's crazy because, especially you know, for yourself when we were at Not Kill, it we've had like a thousand spectators round about it. Not Kill just looks absolutely dead. Whereas you know, Alton Park, it's the first round of the showdown. It's going to be so busy. It's going the atmosphere is going to be mental. I think you're going to enjoy it so much. It'll be so good. Yeah, it's totally, totally different. It's you know, the atmosphere is just so much bigger. Like everything's hyped. Like you're excited to race at home. But when you're going somewhere else and it's as big as it is and it's televised and you're like, all this going on and you just kind of got to get your head down and stay a bit, stay focused and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, so, you know, from from the very, very beginning then, who's been your like biggest motivation through your kind of racing career? What's been, or what's been your motivation? My motivation? Um, I don't know. Just every year I want to do better, <laughs> really. Um, you know, the peak for me would be Isle of Man. You know, I've watched it with my dad and everything on telly, and you know, I've, like Guy Martin, who doesn't love Guy Martin, you know, <laughs> um, and also like my family as well. They've always supported me through it, so that's definitely a big motivation. They think I can do it, so um, I think if they were like, oh, maybe not, then I'd probably be a little bit less inclined to. But they've definitely motivated me throughout the years to you know keep at it and you know have a bit of faith in yourself. Um, you know, so you, sometimes you know you work hard for it, and you're probably better than you think you are. So, um, oh, I I think that is one of the the biggest like flaws of 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 everybody and all different walks of life and all different sports. Yeah, self belief. You know, I mean, you need to have that self belief to do anything at all. You know, like you say, you know, your whole family can have faith in you, but if you don't have that faith in yourself, then you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, you're not going to go anywhere. Absolutely. So you just got you know put in the work, and if you know you've done what you can, then you know you'll come back even better next time. And, all you can do really give you give yourself a pat on the back no it'll be fine <laughs> yeah that you know it's so true you, you literally can't do any more than your best you know even if your yeah. best isn't enough if you've if you've given your best then you can't be disappointed i don't think um, exactly exactly yeah no it's, it's definitely i'm so excited for you this weekend we're obviously racing at east fortune this weekend as well so mm-hmm. we'll be like on on the bike onto your sport player watching the, <laughs> watching the racing, onto the time <laughs> What is your favourite circuit that you've been to so far? That's actually a pretty good question. You know, you've raced, and we can even go all the way from mini motos to yeah. all the tracks you've raced, your road race tracks you've raced. What's your favourite track? Um, oh, That's such a good question. If I could mould three together, that would be great. But I think I really enjoyed Donington. I went to Donington. That was a really, really good track. I also quite like Alton as well. They're both really great tracks. Um, probably two of my favourite. Um. Yeah, I'd probably say this, those two. Those two for the moment, anyway. Yeah. Um, and not kill on the got to love, got love the home circuit. <laughs> oh, yeah, you definitely need to be on the home circuit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but those two at the moment. Yeah, that's it. I, I, obviously, like um, like you say, if you could mould two tracks together, then that would be the ideal situation. Yeah, you have, like, favourite bits, like, favourite sections of each, each track. Um, if you could just put it all together, it would be, like, your dream track. <laughs> What's your, what's your favourite corner then? That's actually, a, I think I, I, I would know what my favourite corner is and all the tracks I've raced. That's so what's your favourite corner to, that you've my been favorite on? Favourite corner. Um, oh, now you're testing me on the names. Um, 
what's that one at Darlington when you come down the hill and you come to that small left and then Ekrinakon into the old that's the one yeah love that one it's awesome it is a real good bit um, you know like going, my, my favourite corner 100% and I don't think I've ever gotten it right once is actually mm-hmm. there's, well there's two I've got one at Oulton Park so the right at the second to last corner at Oulton Park there's like a double apex right hander and then you go oh, over, yeah. over the little and the wee, wee bit yeah <laughs> that one's good that's that's like such that a good bit of track and then East Fortune mm-hmm. um, S is one and two East Fortune when you're going really really quick right and then left okay. real fast going yeah. chicane that's one of my favourite corners as well. I just think it's so mental. Like East Fortune is such like an old fashioned track that your like body mm-hmm. hanging over the the grass with your knee like floating over yeah. the grass. Um, and it's the same at Donington as well when you're going down Crane, like your kind of your whole body's over the grass. Down, and yeah. You just it just flows so nicely, doesn't it? Coming around and just yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, East Fortune's good for that. I do like that corner. Um so can you also tell us an interesting fact about yourself that nobody would know? The fact that I race is my interesting fact. <laughs> um, other than that, hmm, I have no idea. I don't know. How boring. How boring. I know. Um, I absolutely don't, <laughs> don't have <laughs> Broken your pelvis in three places. That's quite a cool one, to be fair. Okay, broke, broke my pelvis in three places. That's that's my interesting fact. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably about it. <laughs> I don't have um, any other interesting ones. No, I do the gym. I mean, when I was like younger, I used to play a lot of sports, like a lot more sports, so like athletics and stuff. But it's actually one thing that's quite important, I think, to to maybe even note that everybody, I think, when they're young, does so many different things. But the older you get, mm-hmm. the less things you can do. You just struggle to fit everything in, don't you? Like, oh god, yeah, it's so difficult. But between work and racing and trying to have a social life at the same time it's just that's so much going on and you know as you get older life gets busier I've yeah. never wished to be older <laughs> that's the thing like I think it's funny when you're, when you're a youngster and you're racing even when you're racing you know you're like oh I just mm-hmm. you're riding this bike and I just want to be here and I just want do you know what I mean like when you when you actually get to that part you're just like oh it's so much simpler when I was when I was just a kid when you were younger I know it's so much easier um yeah so what would you say is one word that describes you best? Determined. <laughs> determined, yeah. Go for that. I'd say determined, yeah. You know, put my mind to things and definitely go for it. So I'll go for that. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, going, going on to like, this is us kind of just wrapping up just now. Um, yeah. What would your advice be for someone who's considering joining the sport? Like, what would you what would your bit of advice be to if, if for instance a parent came up to you at the circuit and said yeah. you know we're thinking about this what would what would you say to them do it <laughs> do it I mean if your kid has asked you and is interested in doing it then they also want to do it I mean at some point they're going to do it if they want to do it you know so you might as well start them off early you know learn how to be safe about it and you know this the younger you start the more you learn um you know you're learning all the way throughout but if you can get if you're starting at what 10 quite young mini bikes you know you make friends along the way and uh, it definitely makes it easier as you progress through you know um and it's it's great I mean you'd rather that I mean I don't know how many about you but during school I missed a couple parties and things like that and I'd much rather be racing than spending money doing 
rubbish like that you know so yeah no um, completely 100% behind you on that one like we, <laughs> the you know the party to be honest I'm a bit, I'm a bit boring the party scene wasn't really my scene anyway yeah. so, you know like when you do have that one party where you're like oh I really wish I was there when you get to the mm-hmm. day you don't even think about it like you, when, you don't think about it yeah it's totally like huh, you're 100% in racing and I wouldn't change it you know I've, I don't really know anyone who's gone oh I raced and I wish I didn't you know it's once you're in it you're in it and there's people you know who'll do it and then things will get in the way and they'll come back to it you know it's just it's one of those things you just once once you're you've dipped your toe in it's that's it it's got you yeah. <laughs> and I think as well that you know we, we're kind of speaking about about kids coming into the sport you know mm-hmm. you can come into our sport at any age and I think any age. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's one it. of the things as well that when you do come in like you know I've had people come up to, to me at the circuit and say you know like oh we're considering doing this you know what do you think and like you say, the, the one, the first thing that you say to anybody as soon as they ask that is just do it. That's literally the just first thing. The first yeah. thing to say. Um, you know, that you can get advice along the way from people like the SACU, from the Not Killer, the Melville Club. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a big like Facebook and, you know, a social media community from all the yeah. different, even the different classes that you're considering joining. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's so many different things that you can do. And yeah. different things and the, can- I mean, the paddock's so friendly as well. I mean, you could just go up, like you say, people come up to you and ask, you know, it's, you just ask someone and if they don't know they'll they'll know someone who does so yeah there's no point in you know what if you know I wish I did that you might as well just you know go in and do it yeah and I think as well you know it's, it's probably a nice thing to point out that if for instance you'd fallen off your bike and there was someone mm-hmm. who had the part that you needed to yeah fix your bike even if it's I've seen you know it's happened to us before we've given our main championship rivals in the past parts for their bike yeah, so you can race against us. You know, it's not. It's mm-hmm. some. Not everybody would do that, of course. But you know, there is. It's such a, Yeah, it's if someone's got a part that you need, you'll generally get it from someone. Yeah, they're happy. Everyone's kind of happy to help in that way, which is great. And if they don't have it again, they'll probably find you someone else who does. Yeah, so. that's that's hundred percent. Um, okay. so other than obviously the you know this is kind of the last question, but other than the gym, what would you say? is your like other hobbies that you have do you, you see if i had to get asked this question right you know people would speak to you know like athletes as as what yeah. we're known as and they would say you know like oh like i enjoy this sport and that sport i enjoy mm-hmm. play, i enjoy playing badminton i enjoy going out for dinner that's one of my other hobbies i absolutely love going out for dinner yeah and, um cycling so but I think that we see when you get asked that question like when you're on like a podcast or when you're not getting mm-hmm. a food for something like you feel you need to say something healthy like, I like yeah going for dinner and going to the cinema like going for, yeah I mean I like running and hiking hills for fun <laughs> um <clears throat> I do enjoy running I mean I haven't run in a wee while but I'll get back to it I promise and um I'm a bit boring I like to read I quite you know I'm a bit of a bookworm and just any outdoor activity really I do a bit of paddleboarding that's probably so that's another hobby I have that's an interesting fact as well where was that when the interesting fact oh, that I do paddleboarding I didn't think it, I didn't think it was I didn't know it was interesting I just yeah. sorry yeah can we make that my interesting fact <laughs> I'm less boring now um so yeah so that's kind of us kind of done unless you want to add anything else in that you want to say to the listeners around around the world I think oh. I've said I think I've rambled on enough no no not at all. <laughs> um, so, you know, through your racing career, I'm sure that you've had loads and loads of people who have helped you along the way. Do you want to shout yeah. out or anything like that? Yeah, you know what? I'll, you know, I'll say a big shout out to 
my dad because he'll probably watch this and make fun of me um <clears throat> you know he takes me to all the races and my mum as well couldn't have done it without either of them I mean when you start out they're the ones who are paying so <laughs> big thanks to them uh and obviously sponsors Dante contracts Bill G services Hamakazi Racing Stuart Hamilton he's helped us a lot as well he's one of those people when we need a bit for the bike he's he's got it <laughs> Sure, um, got a whole other bike. He's not usually got parts. He's usually got a whole. Oh other yeah, bike. Just, like, just take the bike. Just take that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm probably lots of people that I've not mentioned, but you know, everyone in the paddock that's ever helped us. You know, obviously your your dad and your mum and everything have always you know helped us as well. So yeah, just like thanks said, to everyone. It's like a one big family, isn't it? I mean, one like big you, family, yeah. You big could family. literally go through listing every single person that's helped you, but you know, like exactly, the list is too long. The list yeah. is too long. They they know themselves who they are. So yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, thank you very much for coming on, and very, you know, very, very best of luck <laughs> for this weekend. I think you're going to do amazing, and hopefully, if we have you on as a repeat guest, then we'll have good news to talk about. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Not at all. Thank you. Bye.